Look, I'm sorry I'm late, Jim. Boy, whew, four car pile up. Oof. I delivered a baby this morning about nine o'clock. I was saving lives. I was out there on the highway. It was, you know, there's nothing worse than roadside surgery. You know, you don't have your own tools, and it's just, it's murder. I performed a tracheotomy with a ballpoint pen, and I'm, whew, I've been busy. Wait a minute. You're a doctor? Yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm a doctor. You I mean, I'm music and medicine, really. It's really been my thing, is, is combining the two and living in that place where they overlap. A lot of people say it shows up in the music. You know, I don't know. It's... Well, yeah, okay. Yeah. Yeah, I can yeah. see that. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, okay, I can the organization and the whole thing and yeah. the, the humanity, I guess. The yeah. humanity of the thing, sure. The regard. Yeah, the regard. Oh. Yeah. Well, I guess it's a big day for you then. It is. It was a medical Every, morning. It everybody's was, all right? Everybody's fine. <laughs> Joel Murphy, this is Hobo Radio, and with me, Lars Periwinkle. What is up? What is up, Mane? How's it going, man? I that's a silly question. Everything's terrible, but <laughs> no, no, it's great. Oh, well, it's my... not great. It's tolerable. No, I'm sad and tired all the time. Yeah. Hey, look, man, I, I'm just gonna say at this top. We we do a, a dumb, silly show. The world is bleak. <laughs> Right now, we are not equipped to talk about those things, but they they are on my mind, and I'm I'm enjoying this as a respite from that, and hopefully other people are too. But we're not gonna like say anything. Like I hope I hope no one tuned in to be like, I wonder what Joel and Lars are gonna say about the Ukraine. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm not gonna say jack shit. I am though. I do have something uh, to share for everybody. Uh, and it's it's kind of visual, but I think it's going to play audio wise. Like, I don't think you need the visual. Uh, this is just uh, as the news was breaking about the Ukraine. This was CNN. Uh, There's a little clip from CNN. And the just so you know, it's it's showing the city. And there's the little the Chiron at the bottom it says air raid sirens ringing out in Ukraine's capital. I'm just going to play this because I just think this is an interesting transition into a commercial break. And a little bit of chicken fry. Cold beer on a Friday night. A pair of jeans that fit just right. <laughs> you can't see it, but that was an Applebee's commercial. <laughs> so just the, you know what you know what strikes me about that um, <clears throat> is like not only 
uh, not only is there like a country song that talks about Applebee's, which I don't know how they didn't get that for an Applebee's commercial, but also um, it, it would have been so great if they played that other Zach Brown hit. So you so you hear, you know, the sirens over over Kiev and then uh, adios and bye con Dios. <laughs> Yeah, it's man, it is it's wild. We live in wild times. Like I just the fact that everything is so dumb I, honestly reassures me, I think. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's um, you know, um yeah, never mind. What am I going to say? I mean, in fairness to Applebee's, <laughs> this is a sentence I never thought I'd start. But uh it's better than like in these trying times, Applebee's. <laughs> like, remember all that bullshit? <laughs> oh yeah, oh yeah. yeah, definitely, I definitely remember. Yeah, that. like when they're serious, it's worse. So I, I there's really no winning. But <laughs> it's just boot scoot. To, how wild would it be to be in an Applebee's? And that's just the news is <laughs> on the TV. I think that's the inception. Yeah, I mean that's the thing. It's like you know. Um, Gil Scott Heron said the revolution will not be televised, but like it didn't even happen. We just kind of faded out while <laughs> while ads were playing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was, that just, was it for us. See ya. I mean, those ad spots are already bought, so they'll still run after the apocalypse. <laughs> like, oh yeah, oh like, most definitely, yeah, most definitely. It'll just you be, don't want to be in breach of contract. Are you kidding me? It'll just be a test pattern that's interrupted by Applebee's commercials. That'll be the apocalypse. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And then that commercial will be interrupted by someone um, asking you about your car's extended warranty. <laughs> and then, what is it, uh, Tom Selleck try to sell you a reverse mortgage? Right, 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 right. And then Alex Trebek tries to sell you life insurance. It's all going to be the same stuff, guys. Like, yeah, nothing's yeah. going to change. Yeah. All right. Well, that, so that was our current events uh, section. Uh, I, I guess we, now's as good a time as any to check in. We do have a new voicemail. If we want to check oh. in on that. Oh, which also, Lars, do you want to give out that number for voicemail? I was just looking. For, literally, I was scrambling and looking for it. I can't find it. <laughs> like, I wrote it down somewhere. I thought, this, I thought today was going to be the day that you were going to surprise me. <laughs> and you were going to drop it. No. Um, uh, 213 770 and you too can leave messages <laughs> about anything. We'll probably play it. All right, but here we go. Hello, Joel. Hello, Lars. Second time caller, long time listener. This is Christopher Scarborough. Just calling to say hey, and uh, I just wanted to say, you know, what's your favorite candy? I mean, we're in candy season right now, right? Spring candy season. You had uh, Valentine's Day, and then you have Easter coming up. So, uh, what's your favorite candy? Mine is uh, Swedish Fish. And by the way, how do you get Swedish Fish to stop curling? You take away their little brushes. <laughs> <laughs> Christopher Scarborough doing some time on our show there. <laughs> it's court appointed. Yeah, he's... <laughs> um... That's a song. He's fulfilling community service hours by being a dad on every podcast across America. Again, spring, spring candy season got me. I don't, I don't know. That's Just good. The Let's start that. Of Let's start that up. Yeah, spring. It's spring candy season.
I love it. I mean, why not? You know, sure. Like, yeah. Who gives a some shit? people no, might call it, you know, look, look, no, what? No shade to Chris, but some might call it Easter. That's that might be what he's referring yeah, to. Someone might, someone might call February 14th winter. It's not a big deal. Yeah. You eat your candy when you want. Swedish fish is a solid choice for candy. It's a strong solid. choice. It's not yeah. one that you expect. If you ask someone their favorite candy, I don't expect to hear Swedish fish. So. I, yeah, totally. I, um, yeah, man, that's such a good choice because you know that I'm little, I'm taking a little off guard here because I have so many opinions on like candy bars, but I don't consider them candy. You know what I mean? Yeah. You like, consider them candy, right? You consider them lunch. That's just <laughs> yes. Yes, exactly. I think um, there is a difference. I mean, I, 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 I agree that it's like, I, I think there's candy bars and then there's candy candy, you know? And I think right, like I think you you could eat a candy bar if you need to satiate yourself for mm -hmm. a minute, you know. Yeah. Like they're substantial, even like even the fun sizes. You feel like like I just ate a thing, but candy is like it's there's nothing in candy. You just stuff. You just eat candy until you're sick if you really want to. Yeah. <laughs> and I have. Uh, yeah. Oh yeah. But yeah, I don't know. Do you want to do one of each? Maybe we should do one of each. Like can't favorite candy bar, favorite candy. Uh, sure, sure, yeah. I you know what only. <sighs> Man, it's really, it's really hard. It's really hard for me. Can you go first? Sure. All right. Uh, candy bar, I guess, it would be Snickers. I'm a, Snickers is solid. Like I feel like that's, middle of the road. No, that's the yeah. peanut butter and jelly yeah. candy bars. Nothing wrong with that. Yeah, I like a good Twix. I like Reese's. I don't know where that falls. Like that's not technically a candy bar, but like I think that's a candy. Reese's oh, is, is a candy. It's right? a straight candy. Okay. I mean, you talk. I mean, you talking about the pieces or the peanut butter cup? Peanut butter cups. That would be a. Just oh, that's a, a. That's a. I would say candy bar. I know it's not in bar form, but yeah. it's more than candy. That's a, yeah. That's a candy bar. I think if we're counting it, then it's probably Reese's. But then yeah, yeah. Uh, Snickers. Yeah, solid go to. Um, yeah. Or. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, like now, I'm just. I'm. But yeah. I feel like I'm. I, I know you go crazy with it, right? Yeah, because right? for the longest time, I was a Three Musketeers guy, but I grew up, and that is too much nougat. Yeah, for me. D so no, no, I like it because they're fluffy and chocolatey, but it's too much for me now. I haven't had one of those in a long time. Have I mentioned Twix? Twix is always solid. Like uh, Twix was one of my picks for candy. Yeah, I can't. I can't. Um, but I think what I enjoy now more than anything else is just your classic uh, Milky Way bar. I don't even do the yeah. Milky Way dark. I just okay. get a Milky Way bar. I like it. It's got the caramel in there. Delicious. I think that's my choice for a candy bar. The candy, I like a Twizzlers, but it's not like you go get, you can't just like eat a Twizzler. You're eating a bag of Twizzlers while you're watching a movie and then you feel sick because you just ate like slightly flavored wax. So yeah. I can't choose a Twizzler, but I do like a Twizzler. I'm going to say... Because there's not even a fucking name for them. Those strawberry candies. The strawberry hard uh, candy. Pop really? one of those in there. You can suck on that bitch for really? half an hour. And then it gets all jelly in the middle. So good. It's so funny that, man, it's so funny that you mentioned that. Because uh, Molly and I were discussing those candies recently. Because I only ever knew them in the... To me, as a child, those things only existed in a candy dish that my grandmother had. And it was the only candy she had in her mm -hmm. house. And I never saw anyone else have them. Uh, but it was funny. We were actually Molly and I took a road trip uh, this past weekend and we went to this big candy store in Nevada and they actually had them. And it was the first time I ever remember seeing them in a store where someone could right. buy them. And it was like, whoa. <laughs> like, yep. But uh, but no, those. Yeah. Like like I said, it was only those and sometimes Starlight Mints were the only like because, you know, they were old people, so they didn't have candies. You know, that was their version of like Werther's original. 
uh, were those things. Yeah. Um, but I think for me, what I've gotten into recently, what I'm like, and I hope people know what this is because I, I don't know if they have an official name, but I, I, when I go to like the, the grocery store that we have here that has like the bins of candy that you can get, they're worth the scoop. Sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, they call them fruit sours and they're like round candies. They're sort of similar to like if you've had like chewy lemon heads or something like that. Sure. Yeah. So I they're know what all. You mean. I know what these things are. Yeah. 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 So I, I don't like if they have another name or something, I don't know. But they, at the store that I go to, they're called fruit sours. But I really like them. Like they're, they're just like they have like the lemon one that's very like lemon head. And they're just they colored have... discs. And do they have like it? They're like crusty on the outside, right? They'll have like the, the, the like crystallized sugar on the outside. Yeah. Or, so they're like they, they have okay. like a little bit of bite on the outside and then they're like soft in the middle like so when you bite into them yeah they got like a they're not hard by any means but if you bite into them it's like yeah it got like a candy sugar shell and then like a squishier inside yeah man those man that's that's good that's good because you want to nibble on them fine you just want to chew them up go ahead and do that that'll keep you busy for a while or if you just want to put them there and just suck them out of existence go ahead and do that too yeah those are good and then the other ones we all all know what you're choosing but go ahead Uh, but the other one, they're too expensive to get too often, but I like the Jelly Belly, like 30 flavor jelly bean. Sure. Man, yeah. I don't, I, I don't, I don't earn a, a, a good enough living to be buying that crap. That's man. what I'm saying. They're too expensive. You, you, you pick you them up and you're like, crypto or something because there's no fucking way. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. They're like $6 for like a small bag of this. Like, yeah. I don't the fuck out of here. Are you yeah. kidding me? That's a gallon of gas. Right. <laughs> so, so those are good, but I don't buy them because they're expensive <laughs> you yeah, know yeah no way and is it since we're on this topic which thank you chris i'm glad we're on this topic uh we're finally getting to something meaningful in the show mm-hmm. <laughs> i just want to say for a long long time in my life my favorite candy was skittles but i and we talked about this i think at the time i've never gotten over getting rid of the lime green i just i think green apple was a mistake i think it continues to be a mistake and I think it really ruined the balance of the Skittles. I remember the day that happened. No one, no one could get a hold of you. And you still won't tell us to this day what you did that day to mourn the loss of the lime green. But you've been different since then, I have yeah. to say. Yeah, it was, it was much like Lady Gaga uh, for this role that she did for House of Gucci. I wrote a letter to myself, my past self, and I, mm-hmm. I, had, I said, we have to let go. We have to let go of the line. I don't know if you've been watching any of her interviews, but no, it's they've been a lot. Jesus, <laughs> what happened to I don't? You could just pretend. You know what I mean? Like acting is pretending. I, I just don't. I don't know. I saw. I was thinking of that because um, you know they're doing all this promotion for uh for the Batman, the new Batman. Oh, and. Oh, you're gonna tell Paul, talk Paul about Dano. He couldn't Paul Dano's sleep. Like, couldn't sleep. Just like, just, just pretend. Just like, act like something, man. Like, I just don't. And I'm not taking a shit on anyone. It's just too much. I'm. Re- it really comes from a place because I started to get these. Um, uh, started to get that feeling. Remember the 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 feeling the day you heard the news that we lost Heath Ledger, and I started to get that feeling again with like, no, I'm. I don't want to lose another actor who just like was trying too hard to play a role. Dude, just just pretend to be somebody else. Yeah. And try really hard at it and do well at it. You don't have to do all this crap, man. Yeah, well, and I that's a, the interesting thing to mention Heath Ledger because I do feel like that was the mythology of Heath Ledger because he died before The Dark Knight came out. And so 
it sort of just was under like we just I don't know the narrative became that the role haunted him. But then I I know that like people who knew him came out and said that's not he loved being the Joker. Like it was fun. He was a drug addict. Like that was the unfortunate. Oh, uh, okay, okay. I just heard that like he isolated himself away from everyone for a few weeks to I don't know, go crazy or something. I don't know. I've kind of heard that that's yeah, that all of that seems to be like maybe that was bonk anyways. Okay. Yeah. So that's okay. like I well, to, yeah. to the rest of y'all doing that crap. Just stop. Just just act. There's yeah. no reason to put yourself through this shit. It's just a fucking movie. <laughs> well, it's funny, too, because if you if the clip that that I watched, it was an interview where it was uh, Lady Gaga and it was Salma Hayek and they were being interviewed together. And yeah, she was going into all of this, like how she became the character and it wouldn't leave her and all this stuff. And it's just you can see Salma Hayek, who's a great actor, who's just, like can do comedy, can do drama, who's been working forever, not rolling her eyes, but definitely with a look on her face being like, uh, OK. Like, I sure, I guess <laughs> like, like I'm being polite, but I don't do any of that. I'm Selma Hayek. <laughs> I'm just delightful. No, oh, good Lord. It's just, it's just a lot. It's too much. Just settle down. I'm, I appreciate that you're, you're, you want to be professional, but it's almost like, you know, someone's going over the top to have the, the way they got into the role, be the story of the role instead Ooh. of just the, the damn movie. Well, first of all, I blame Daniel Day-Lewis. I think that he's the person that like, because yeah, he was the one that, that had, and I like, I like Daniel Day-Lewis. The, there Will Be Blood's a great movie. He's a great actor, obviously, but it's like, you hear shit where it's like, he wouldn't break characters Lincoln. And then he was texting right. Sally Field as Lincoln, which is like, what is that? What does that mean to text her as Lincoln? Right. It's just like, and it, remember there was that story, um, that story of Jared Harris, who said that he was talking to him about how much he liked watching Mad Men, but he was still Lincoln. Yeah. You know, which if you're going to do that, I feel like you better really like, what's the backstory on that? Did Lincoln time travel? Like, are you the ghost of Lincoln? Like, are you, uh -huh. are you, yeah. Are you a ghost that has witnessed all of these Things and you're just keeping up on pop culture and you know how phones work. Or are you Lincoln and you've been transported to t current day America and you've had to learn like because maybe you're not great at it. If your method, right? Like maybe you're bad at texting. You don't really under because you wouldn't even understand like cell phones as a concept, let alone texting. Totally. Has that did did Daniel Day Lewis try it any other way? Because you know he's been doing this shit since at least my left foot. When he yeah. had people actually carry him around because he wouldn't break character, which, that, you know, that was his first Oscar. But did he like early in his career, did he break character and could he go back into the character? Because if you if you can't go back into the character once you have broken the character at any point during the shoot, I'm going to say you're not such a great actor. Right. Because you know I mean? like, well, yeah. then it's not acting. You're just being someone else. No, that's a really good point. Yeah. Then we always mythologize the people who do this like weird method stuff. But yeah, isn't the better actor the person who can like be at craft services, like eating a sandwich and like talking to the crew five seconds before they call action? And then when they call action, they switch it on. Isn't that better? Yeah. That seems that seems wild to me. That seems way more impressive. It also just like. You know, when you get into like people like Jared Leto or, or stuff like that, that, like they always seem to take method acting as like I treated my coworkers horribly like that right, always right, seems right. to always be what it is for them. So, you know, you get into it's just I don't like it. I don't like any of it. Yeah, they're weird. They're weird. Yep.
So stop it. Act. Yeah, act. Speaking of acting, can I can I bring up something um to you cuz I I'm sure you've you've seen um I'm sure you've seen at this point The Power of the Dog. I have. Did you get through that thing in one sitting? I did. I mean, it's it's definitely yeah. I understand why you asked that cuz it's it, it the thing with The Power of the Dog like that I realized very quickly about it is it demands your full attention and I think right. we're all especially if you're watching it at home it's easy to like check out on it. It took me a little while to get into it, but I really loved that movie. But I understand like why. No kidding. Yeah. Wolf. You didn't like Wolf. it, or did you finish um, it? I haven't finished it. I haven't yeah. finished it. I got to just over the halfway mark. I think it was the intro to Act Four, and I said, "I gotta, I gotta stop. I have to stop watching this movie right now." Yeah. And I was, I wasn't. Um, uh, Julia wasn't even here. I was watching it on my own. Maybe that's what it was because I needed someone to keep me going. But I just, I, there is so much about it that is good, and even more about it that is great. The things that I think th- there's so much I don't like about it though that it couldn't, <laughs> it couldn't keep me. I'm gonna fin, I'm gonna finish yeah. it because they think it's telling a whole story. But at this point. I'm like, I, I don't know. You're just bumming me out. I don't really like anyone. I really hate the main character. I just, this is going to be hard. I, all I'll <laughs> say is, is stick with it. And maybe this is a good PSA to anyone else. Like, cause I really enjoyed it, but I, I understand like it's, it's slow and it, you know, it's yeah. I can understand why someone would check out on it. <laughs> yeah, it was rough. I was it, it kind of. To be fair, I didn't go into it with an open mind. I yeah. was already prejudiced against it. I said, oh, here comes another fucking sad Oscar cowboy movie. <sighs> but whatever. I'll finish it. Okay. I'll finish it. I need to I need to see the end of the story. It, yes. I will say that much is that I do want to see what happens. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I've seen seven of the ten. So I, hopefully I, we because we will normally hopefully we can we'll do an Oscar thing. <laughs> I was going to do that. I was like, you know what? This year, I haven't done this in many years. This year, I am going to watch. I'm going to watch all of them. I'm going to watch all the Best Picture nominees. And then I saw the list and I said, no, I'm not. (laughs) I just like, I don't want to. I'm not going to watch a movie that I don't want to watch. You know, I'm, you know, there are some that like, you know, West Side Story. I'm going to watch that. I'm not super excited about watching it, but I'm going to watch that movie. Of course I am. Um, uh, Then there are others where I'm. I'm just not, I'm not watching that one. I did a pretty good job this year of like having seen a good number of them ahead of time. (laughs) Like, you know what I mean? Like actually before they announced them, I think I had seen four or five of them. So I was in a pretty good spot. Uh, By the way, since, since we're on this, I, we should talk about the fact that I, I'm sure you've probably seen this, that uh, they've, they're doing their bullshit again, (laughs) that they've announced that they're going to, not air certain categories. Have you seen this? Right. Yeah. No, I didn't. I didn't. Yeah. I'm trying to find it like while I'm talking, but uh, yeah, basically because they do this every few years where they just, they think they're going to fix the Oscars, you know, like, Oh, you know, people aren't paying enough attention. We got to find a way to quote, fix them. And then it's always Mm. dumb, dumb stuff like this. They tried it a few years ago. I think it was 2018. They tried it. And People got mad. It was because cinematography was one of the categories that year that they were like, we're not going to air cinematography on the live broadcast. And, you know, people rightfully like 
it's bad yeah. to exclude any category, but that's literally the people that make the movie. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> come on. <laughs> um, but yeah, I'm uh, like, does this do do do? Uh, okay, I'm trying to. I'm just trying to find the list. Sorry, like I yeah, I should have had this pulled oh, up. Okay. Yeah. I can't. I'm gonna watch this piece of crap. I just know I'm gonna watch it. Yeah, I there's a, it'll be interesting when we talk about that. But I, I do that does bum me out too that like they made it officially ten because that was their joke for a while was like it can be up to ten but they have to get a certain threshold of votes. And then this mm-hmm. year they were like it's gonna be ten, and so you're like oh okay maybe they'll go like more mainstream with it and then nope <laughs> they they used it to give even more obscure <laughs> movies. <laughs> okay. So here we go. These are the categories that will not be broadcast live at the Oscars this year, unless they reverse course, which I hope they do. But film editing, makeup, hairstyling, original score, production design, sound, documentary short, live action short, animated short. Kiss my ass. When I know, I thought of you when I saw it too, because I know that you are the person that watches the shorts. Like, that's the thing that you do every year. Yeah. yeah uh, yes. Yes. Uh, Pat and I have done that for years. Um, uh, Julia is into it now. They're, they're I'm not going to say fun to watch, but always interesting to watch. That's so shit. I mean, okay. The cinematographer makes the movie not, not incorrect. The editor makes the movie, like literally yeah. makes the movie. Well, yeah, no, editing is hilarious to to put on there because there's still a trap that is always gets reported because a lot of the like social media reporting is really lazy where they'll be like, so-and-so movies first cut is four hours long. And that's right. always the assembly cut where they just literally take everything they shot and put it in sequential order. And then right. what happens is an editor gets handed that four-hour unwatchable, <laughs> like, collection and makes a movie. And you'll, like, there, yeah, there's so many stories about editing. Probably the biggest one and most relevant to everything we always talk about on the show. If you talk to people who saw the original cuts of Star Wars, they'll uh-huh. tell you that until some editors got in there, including George Lucas's wife, like... That uh-huh. it was not watchable. That the the end sequence, the like blowing out the Death Star, right. wasn't good. That it just yeah, it needed to be edited into. You, the- and you've heard that throughout throughout the history of movies that, um, you know, some some director's career would have totally been over had you seen their cut of the movie. Like right. the the editor the editors fixed that movie for the director and you you hear that and i believe it every single time because directors and um and also they're they're on set every day saying you know i I, i'm looking at the footage you're sending me i need more of this i need less of this you can skip over that um i need a lot more of this this is what you're missing like they're they're putting the movie together as the director is shooting daily right and then and then giving the director direction as to this is this is what you need at this part of the story that I don't have. 
Right. You know, it, it's so important. It's not sexy, but for Christ's sakes, they can be on television for, for 90 seconds, right? <laughs> right. Well, it's also, I mean, it's you get into a weird thing of like, so you're cutting these categories because you're trying to what? Save the runtime, a.k.a. editing the show? <laughs> like, right. So you understand the importance of editing. Like, it's just, but yeah, I mean, it's, it also depends, like certain directors, certain, you know, like... I mean, there's all types of directors. Some of them are, they storyboard everything. They're very meticulous. They work with a cinematographer. They know every shot they want and they only shoot what they need. Other directors though, are just like, let's get coverage. Let's try it from a bunch of angles. Let's run the scene a bunch of times, shoot it a bunch of different ways, and then hand it to an editor to be like, I don't know, you figure it out. <laughs> like here's, yeah. here's 10 yeah. different takes of with like six different angles. I don't know. Make it a make it a scene. Yep, yep. I, I I remember. Did you ever see that ad for? It was a uh, it was a master class with um um. Oh God! Now 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 that I started talking um 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 Werner Herzog. Jesus. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the master class with Werner Herzog, and he'll say uh um. When when a young filmmaker says to me, I have shot 40 hours of footage, my heart breaks for them. <laughs> Do not shoot more than you need to tell your story. That <laughs> <Like, laughs> cracks me up. Um, but yeah, I don't know, dude. I mean, do you think they should just call it, you know, here are the already famous people that are going to become more famous and some bands that are already famous that we're going to give statues to? And then, I don't know, ladies and gentlemen, Randy Newman, and then just (laughs) call it a day. Okay, well, first of all, you know that if they're cutting categories, they're making room for skits. You know that that's (sighs) what they're doing. It's going to be Glenn Close dancing and, like, all of those things. That was last year. Have you already forgotten that amazing (laughs) bit? (laughs) I guess, you know what? I guess I did. I guess I did. Yeah. Uh, But, uh... Yeah, like so. Yeah, oh, that's right. I forgot they need they need plenty of time to be sucking their own dick. Yeah, well, and, and also regurgitating their own shit at the same time. Well, and let's be honest, they're they're cutting the category so that they can add in a bunch of footage of the superhero movies they didn't nominate for anything. <laughs> right. <laughs> to be like, we love the movies, and then they'll show uh, all the popular ones that they didn't nominate. <laughs> and I'm gonna watch it. No, These I'll watch it too. But I'll watch it too. But I also love watching it. Like, here's the real truth. Cut the best actor and best actress and best director. I see those people all the time. I like watching the new people. Like, here's the people that should be given an award on TV. All of these people that you cut and Olivia Coleman. Like, that's the list. Yeah, that is pretty much the list. Yeah. Um, And Regina King. That's. Sure. Yeah. Yeah, we can get Regina King in there. I don't. Yeah. There could. I don't. Why, why you cut? I mean, you cut movies out of it. You know what yeah. I mean? Shorts are movies. Like, well, there's too many. There's too many fucking movies. Let's cut all those goddamn categories. Right. So yeah. So okay. Let's let's do this. Let's really go through all of these. Yeah, because I think it's worth it. So yeah, if we just say documentary short, animated short, live action short, those are all the people that are they're making movies in order to like they're the future of the the industry. Basically, they're making films now. Shorts. To get the attention of people 
so that they can get the funding to make feature length films like they're going to impress yeah. you by making a good short and then it gives them some some juice to make something so like you're cutting that from the broadcast aka like kneecapping these people trying to find a way into the industry who have made great films that are winning academy awards yeah like that's terrible like their face should be on tv they should get to go up there and accept the award and and give their speech and get time because yeah some of them are going to go on to be like big name animators and documentarians and filmmakers (laughs) like straight up yeah they won't um or they'll never or be seen won't. again. At least, they, at least, or at least they get a shot. At least they get, like I said, ninety fucking seconds. Yeah, just to yeah. say, here I am. I won this thing. People saw it. Thanks a lot. Yeah, they should be allowed to do that. Uh, yeah. So that one's terrible. Makeup hairstyling is funny because what's the biggest thing? <laughs> like on Oscar night, you think? Like I'll tell you what. You cut the category makeup and hairstyle if also the actors can't have makeup and hairstyling done for the night. So like right, in right, solidarity right. for the fact that you're cutting the award, nobody does their hair or makeup for the red carpet for the event for them on TV. Sure. You know what? Yeah. If you're if you want to if you want people to stick through the whole thing. Um, uh, cut the red carpet and then mm. just show the actual fucking awards ceremony right. how about that if it's, if it's the awards that actually matter if that's what you're worried about is the broadcast then cut the shit where you where you like you know fondle the balls before you just <laughs> go throat deep on your own dicks well that, and just that, just fucking go for it let's get it done cut the foreplay Let, let's go yeah i mean it's it's wild because first of all when i watch it i just want them to get to the awards i'm usually annoyed by anything that isn't giving out awards but then also like if you're worried because okay maybe you don't like you and i are sitting here and we're saying why these things are important if you're really worried that like mainstream whoever whatever imaginary audience that you think is watching this but doesn't care about movies which probably doesn't exist make them care make vignettes make explainers that tell you what film editing is like that's your job to make people care about the awards like it feels like a cheat to you know just give up like you have access to people who make trailers for garbage movies that are unwatchable and yet they make a trailer that makes you go oh my god i have to see that movie those people can't make a like hype up video to explain to me why film editing is important like are you kidding me you have the best production people in the world working in hollywood you can't make documentary short exciting (laughs) uh also can can we just take a special moment for original score like are you kidding me right i'm gonna say a name to you lars john go go ahead john williams yeah good one yeah let's what if he what if we just got rid of him (laughs) He's not important. <laughs> I'm going to say a name back to you. Okay. Alan Silvestri. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. Here, because I'm going to, now that we've said those names, okay. Think of the movie Jaws. Was it scary yep. to you? That was John yep. Williams. Okay. Yep. Now I'm going to say something else. Think of the first Avengers movie. Remember yep. when Loki wrecked everybody and then. Like they're they're outside of the wrecked shield base and Samuel L. Jackson is like, 
what will we do now? And then the word Avengers comes up and uh, the the theme song to the Avengers plays. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That, mm -hmm. that, that was very, very exciting. That was them. Those that that was were yeah. the composers. They did that. Yeah. That's what composers do. <laughs> like, again, and Star Wars, because I'm really picking on Star Wars today. Another reason it worked was because of that score. Yes. Darth Vader is a theme as much as he's anything. You know Indiana Jones? Mm-hmm. You know that song started playing in your head as soon as I said that name? Yeah. Yeah, it's him. Same guy. Same is guy. Same, same guy. guy I'm did gonna all say I'm gonna say I'm gonna say another name to you. <laughs> okay. Harry Potter. Mm-hmm. That song? Mm-hmm. Same guy. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's they're important. Also, we yeah, we just talked about the two of them. I today, because the world is scary and because there's a new Batman movie coming out, I was like, you know what? I should watch the 1989 Batman for the millionth time. Yeah, you, yeah. I just blah 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 blah. But you know, when you it's not even those Batman movies. When you hear the name Batman, you think of you that hear, theme. You think of that theme. There we yeah. go. Yeah, well, because also the theme that Danny Elfman came up with was so good that when they made the animated series, they just used that same music. Yep, nothing's going to work better than this. And also, if they just kept using it, if the Pattinson movie used it, I wouldn't blame them. I'd be like, that's smart. That's a smart Bring move. Bring it on back. Yeah, that's what they did with the, the Justice League, the bad one. <laughs> yeah. Which also is a good example of film editing. <laughs> Watch those two <laughs> Justice Leagues. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, that was um, that was pretty rough. Anyway, this is terrible. Look, look yeah. it's it's so it's so stupid. Like it's, I'm not gonna go. You know, we started the show saying yeah, the you know, our, our our current state of affairs on planet Earth isn't in great shape. So I'm not gonna say it's a travesty, but I will say it's very stupid. Yes. Just recognize the people who work really hard to make movies look good, and don't just. I don't wanna. I almost don't wanna point anyone out. Because I don't want to take a shit on anyone. I, you should be recognized for doing great acting. You know what I mean? But right. like, you know, I, I I don't remember the last day I went, you know, b between like listening to the radio in my car and watching television and movies and reading stuff on the Internet. I don't know the last day I went in my entire in my life. Seriously, it's been years. Without hearing or seeing the name Jennifer Lawrence. Yeah. Now, good for her. I'm not saying she didn't earn it. All I'm saying is, so let's let's cut out everyone else so we can see more people like Jennifer Lawrence in a in a nice dress stand in front of us. But like, but we, but what about the the other people that worked really hard? You know. Yeah. Yeah. Well, also, I I'm gonna throw this out there. Here's a if some actor is listening to this. And and really wants to, if you want to both make yourself look great and do the right thing, I don't know if I was an actor and I was nominated and also like my hair and makeup people and editors and all of those people were nominated and say they won and weren't televised and then I won, I might just let them go up and give a speech in my place. That would be excellent. I think that's, that's way better than what I... That's way more creative than where I thought you were going. Um, what did you think? Just I was like, doing? how about? Well, what if a what if a bunch of a bunch of actors said we're not attending because oh, not we're not that. recognizing the right people? They're not going to do that. I know they're not going to do that. That would be cool if they did that, but they're not going to do that. 
But yeah, because you know, you know, if anyone, if this does, if this does call an up, cause an upster, and they start asking the famous people, what, uh, you know, what do you think about this? They'll probably say, yeah, but this is that was really messed up that they did that, and but they did nothing about it. Like you have the power, you know. What is someone? Sorry, is um, uh, you know, we'll not put in Chris Pratt in any more movies because he said that was messed up and didn't come to the Oscars. Um, <laughs> he he wasn't invited. Um, but he's too but busy no, being no, Mario. You're, you're, yeah, you're um, no, you're bankable. You're still going to get work. You could just like not put on your fancy clothes and go and say I'm not going because you didn't invite everybody that should be here. Well, I think they're the sad part is I think they're invited. I don't. I just think they're not allowed on TV. I think that Christ they're Almighty. they're going to give them the awards in a cafeteria while everyone else is on the red carpet. <laughs> yeah, you just you guys go to a multi-purpose room. We're gonna <laughs> <laughs> the adults are staying here. Yeah, I also I think it's the directors that should be really vocal. I mean, the actors should too. But like, if you're a director, you know how much credit you get for all of these other departments and how much they make your movie. Yeah, no shit. Yeah, because let's be honest, we none of us really know what a director does. I always find best director is the wildest category to give out because it really is like, how is it different than best picture? We weren't there on set. You have no idea what a director actually did. All that you have is the finished product and how much you like the person nominated. Those are the only things you're voting on for best director. Yeah. Yeah. It's, um, yep. Yeah. How do, how do we know? I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. I don't get it. And how is it, how is it like the, you can win a best director award, but that movie doesn't win best picture. So it was the best directed film, but not the best film. Which again, what, yeah, what are you judging? Directed what are you how? Even, what are you even judging? I remember, and I probably have brought this up before, so uh, apologies. But um, A Simple Man was a great, is a great and underrated Coen Brothers movie. Yes. And it was nominated maybe for two Oscars. I think maybe just one. It, the second one may have been something uh, uh, technical. But it was nominated for Best Picture. And no no acting nominations, no directing, no screenplay, nothing. It was just, this is one of the best movies of the year, but it didn't do anything else as good as any other movie. <laughs> well, well, how do you figure that? Right. Yeah. I mean, what, what, is, what are you talking about? <laughs> yeah, what does that mean? <laughs> right. So how are we doing this, you know? Um, how is Haley Steinfeld nominated for Best Supporting Actress when the sto story is told from her perspective? She's in every scene and voicing over every scene. Yeah. Well, no, the supporting. Yeah, the supporting thing. Yeah, when there's no lead actor in a movie because they're all supporting, apparently. <laughs> right, 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 right. And I think um, it was William William Hurt um, was nominated for Best Supporting Actor for A History of Violence. Uh, that Viggo Mortensen movie, which was which is a very good movie, and he was very good in it. Total screen time, I think, was seven minutes, like seven minutes and change. Yeah. What are what are the rules? What is the what what is the outline here? What are what do you what do you even do? You're just doing what you want and then telling and then telling us what it is. It's so stupid, man. Well, Hopkins, I'm gonna watch it. I'm gonna fucking. Watch I know it. we're definitely we're all gonna watch it. We're of course we watch it every year. But Anthony Hopkins did that too. I forget his screen time, but the actual screen time of Hannibal Lecter. 
in right. Silence I think of the it, Lambs. I think it's yeah, I think it's under twenty minutes. I think it's well under twenty. Yeah, minutes. yeah. Like it might be like twelve or something like yes. that. Yes, yeah. which but in, in in that one I kind of understand it too because he looms so heavily over that movie. He's what you remember about the movie, but he's barely yeah. in it. Yep. And then yeah. Haley Steinfeld carries a movie on her back as a as a child, as a little girl. <laughs> yeah. And but, you know, best supporting. Yeah. Which speaking of her, that makes me think of the Marvel Cinematic Universe. And so we oh, can. That's so good. Oh, man. Well, I we're real quick because I, I this is something this is this ties both together of. A lot of people this year really wanted Spider-Man No Way Home to be nominated for Best Picture. And I'm curious your thoughts on that. Oh, um. <clears throat> um, I don't think it's right for that. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, thank you. Yeah. It's interesting yeah. because it's like. I under. So, I. Because I kind of have multiple feelings, which is I. One on a just binary level i don't think it needs to be nominated for best picture i really liked it but it doesn't need to be nominated for best picture but i do think there is a larger issue where i think the academy is failing to recognize the mcu in a significant way where like there's been you know black panther was nominated uh that's really pretty much been it, right? Some VFX stuff, but it really hasn't had other nominations. But I just think it feels to me like one of those things where what they have done in the industry is revolutionary. They created a new thing where, you know, the like obviously like Kevin Smith was doing stuff. Other people did. There were little examples of people doing cinematic universe stuff, but like the way that Marvel did it to the extent that they did it for the period of time that they did it, where they were able to treat blockbuster films that made millions, if not billions of dollars as episodic television, where you felt like you had to watch every single one. And they sustained that for over a decade. It just seems to me a failure of the Academy to have not given them any significant awards for having done that. Agreed. Um, and I think actually, before I comment on that, if you wouldn't mind, I have to, I have so many notes for myself and I don't want anyone who's really pissed off right now to be any more pissed off. But, um, I said a simple man, I meant a serious man. Oh, right, right. Had, yeah. It had two Oscar nominations. It was it actually was best writing original screenplay and best picture of the year. So one of the best written original movies of the year and one of the best movies of the year. And that's it. Yeah, you weren't talking about that. No, for no reason. For no other reason. <laughs> but yeah, not to confuse it with the Leonard Skinner biopic, Simple Man. Yeah, yes. <laughs> A simple man, parenthetically, kind of. Um, <laughs> I, where, they, where they fucked up with the MCU is way back in the early 2000s, because um, The Return of the King wasn't the best lord of the rings movie yeah i don't think there is a best lord of the rings movie i think the lord of the rings is one movie that was told in three parts because it's a very long story if you want to tell it as well as peter jackson and everyone else did um so we knew we knew that 
all those Oscars won for the return of the King, I think it was 11, um, was for the entire trilogy. Right. Yeah. Because no, they had failed no, to recognize it. Yeah. Right. Right. Except for the first one, you know, um, Ian McKellen, or they just said he's going to make three of these. If they're all as good as this first one, then I guess we'll just give them Oscars for all three. And that's where you fucked up because you got, you got this MCU now and there's just nothing time after time after time. And I, you know, I'm, I'm not, I'm not sitting, I know I have rose tinted glasses on, you know, like you and you and I, I mean, I don't want to speak for you, but like, you don't, you don't think they're all fantastic, fantastic and should be showered with awards, no. right? <laughs> right. No. And that's why I'm saying like, so that's why I have that this exact feeling. I really loved Spider-Man No Way Home. I don't think it needs to be nominated for best picture, but Fuck no, I think that frustration comes out of the fact that like there is some, there's a shift happening in the way movies are made <clears throat> by Marvel. They created a new type of movie and it's just an right. utter failure to appreciate that, which is kind of always been the Academy's thing. It's, I mean, starting with Citizen Kane, not winning Best Picture, they've never had a good track record. They didn't recognize Pulp Fiction when it created this like new indie boom, you know, like it created a new totally. type of like they indie didn't, movie. They didn't recognize Shawshank for the timeless masterpiece it has become. Mm. It did recognize Shakespeare in Love. Right. But that's what I'm saying. They, they're often wrong and they often miss these shifts that happen, but it's like, what was it? 2008 was the first MCU movie. It's been going on a long time with no signs of slowing down. Yeah. The fact that like, to your point with like return of the King, the fact that they didn't just like throw some nominations at infinity war in game or something just out of like appreciation, which while I will say, yeah, no way home didn't need to be nominated. I would have nominated infinity war for best picture. I, I would have. Like, I, I, you know what? I would have too. I yeah. would have too. Um, I would have also, you know what? I'm not going to say a specific movie, but I'm going to say the, the number of times that RDJ played Tony Stark, none of them even nomination worth. Are well, you, is that what you're saying? Because we got Depp over here, um, nominated for, uh, doing that bad Keith Richards impression. You had no problem with doing that, but not once. Did he play Tony Stark good enough to even be recognized by you in any way, shape or form? Yeah. And no, and that's the stuff that drives me crazy, too, where it's like, yeah, you're going to miss all of that. Like you're, you know, and the thing is, it'll be the same actors, you know, like literally an actor will do an MCU movie. They get no nominations. Then they'll go do a quote, like serious movie. Right. Benedict Cumberbatch is a great example. We were just yep. talking about Power of the yep. Dog. Suddenly when he's in Power of the Dog, he's giving an Academy Award which, look, I liked that movie. He's pretty fucking stoic the whole time. Yeah, I think he yeah. acts more as Doctor Strange. He, he especially acted more as Doctor Strange in Infinity War. Yes, but, like, he's great in both. And I, that's not a not, like, I, I'm fine with him being nominated, but, like, it sucks that people do Marvel movies. It raises their status to a point where then they go do a serious movie that gets them nominated. Like, why can't we recognize the work? Which, again... To your point, too, not every performance need to be nominated. Not everyone is great, but no, some of those nope. performances are, you know, some of them are because they aren't all they aren't all two dimensional. Comic books literally are two dimensional. And by some of the characters nature, they are also two dimensional. I'll say probably a good portion of them, but some of them aren't. Yeah. Some of them are three dimensional. And also I've seen 
I've seen some of the people that you've nominated and have given awards to, and they're not all three-dimensional characters either. You just don't give a shit. You don't yeah. take it seriously. Well, right. I think that's the, that's where the frustration comes, is they're, they're not even thinking about it. Yeah, because again, like, RDJ, I totally agree with. Chris Hemsworth. I would have nominated Chris Hemsworth for one of these times he played Thor. Like, probably Ragnarok, maybe Infinity War, like... You know, probably Endgame. Maybe I mean, probably Endgame. Endgame. Yeah, yeah. Any of those three, I think, like he could have been nominated. Yeah, it's just, I don't know. It yep. gets, and I know. Look, we're we're, you know, dear listeners, we are fanboys, but I'm. I think we're we're both we're both objective enough to know to be able to say I love this thing, but it's also a piece of crap. But like. We do love the MCU, and some of them are pieces of crap. We talk about it when we had when we update our list, but um, our list of rankings. But like some like the shit that's good, I'm happy to say, I'm very comfortable saying it's really good. Yeah, like it isn't. There's a reason why Iron Man revived Robert Downey Jr.'s career is because he nailed it. Yeah, nailed it. This um. Uh, this super genius narcissist could have been so easy to play for a lot of actors and they wouldn't have brought any, any dimension or heart to it, but he did, he, he hit it out of the goddamn park and he did it over and over and over again and just no recognition other than, Hey buddy, you want to come out and present an award or whatever? Yeah. Yeah. And I like, I also just feel it too, like in my bones of, you know, I think the idea is like, well, they're dumb and they're just mindless. And it's like, okay, do it. Do the MCU. <laughs> you know right. that like everyone's right. been trying to do that, right? Like that the, the, every company, because Hollywood is just a, an industry of copycats when that's what we need. We need a cinematic universe, including DC, the other comic book people. Nobody else has done it. Like everyone yes. else has failed to replicate what they did, meaning it's probably not as easy as you think it is to do it. You know, mm-hmm. you know what? Here's a here's a here's a great example. <clears throat> um, Anton Chigurh, as portrayed by Javier Bardem, that's a comic book villain. Yes. He played a comic book villain very yeah. well. He Anton Chigurh, um, by his nature, does not have three dimensions. I mean, he just does it. You don't know anything about him. He's walking. He's a walking, talking blank slate of death is what he is. And he was played masterfully by Javier Bardem. Uh, you know, you're, you're going to you're going to tell me there's been no character in any comic book movie that has done that. No, well, nobody. No one has played a played an as good or better dynamic villain as Javier Bardem. Right. Right. Well, yeah, it's I mean, you get into stuff, too, like Bradley Cooper has become a darling of the Academy Awards. I would argue that for my money, I don't think he's been as good at anything as he has been at Rocket Raccoon. Yeah, I'm right there with you. <laughs> it's his best work. I. It's the only time I can forget I'm watching Bradley Cooper. Yep. Yeah, 100 uh, percent. But yeah, it's just I don't know. It's very frustrating to me. Uh, me too. It used to be. I think when we when we started this show, our frustrations, at least mine, um, were lying in um, them not giving a shit about science fiction, you know, and they right. still don't. But they they nominated Dune this year, so so sometimes sure. it happens, you know. Uh, but yeah, it's just like 
it, it feels like they're begrudgingly they have moments again you know heath ledger was nominated they nominated both joaquin phoenix and the movie joker they nominated black panther uh there's like this little stuff but then you know um they still failed to give uh chadwick boseman the academy award last year but that's you know not even for a comic right. book movie just for the last chance to give him one but you know yep yeah yep. who they gave because, it to anthony don't, hopkins don't tell me just don't tell me they're objective anymore so like just make the right decision then i don't know yeah. i don't know what the fuck man like yeah, <laughs> yeah. You and like, also you're you're simultaneously trying to push yourself push your your this this movie making community as these these evolved inclusive individuals but really you don't want to open up that club to anyone that you don't want to right. you really don't which and again so what you're doing is instead of doing that which is the only way forward you're being less inclusive you're cutting awards from your broadcast you're going the other way you're getting more Ex insular and recognizing exactly. the same people harder exactly exactly and if you yeah. want people on the east coast to stay awake and watch the whole thing then start it earlier which means cutting the red carpet which means giving yourself rec less recognition that's that's a win all the way around it's better optics and it gives you a, a chance to have a longer ceremony so you can include everyone and you're not going to do it also Cowards. also make the awards ceremony faster make it faster yep like yep. cut all the skits we don't need any skits no, you never need skits and you don't need all those video packages, you know, like I anyway. All right. We're about out of time. I think as a palate cleanser, there, there was a thing. I think I, I don't think I said this on air, but I said this to you off air and I hope that you took it seriously and I hope that you've been thinking about it. But uh, oh, yeah, yeah, I know yeah. I did. I did. Yeah. I have an answer for you. OK, so the, the show Pam and Tommy has been on Hulu. It's been great. Uh, I, I, I've really liked it. I've, I've liked every episode. It's really very interesting. Uh, and he includes a comic book guy. Sebastian Stan is playing Tommy Lee. Um, but there's a scene, a very surreal scene in one of the early episodes where he talks to his penis and his penis is voiced by the great Jason Manzukis. Mm -hmm. And so I, it made me wonder, should you be in a, a film <laughs> where you talk to your penis? Lars, who would you like to voice your penis? Well, I thought, I thought long and hard about this. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. You're welcome. Thank yeah. Celine Dion is who Ooh. I've chosen to voice oh. my cock. I like, I like it. Did you like to say more or did you? <clears throat> I like, uh, I like that she speaks French, mm -hmm. but she's Canadian. Um, I think. I think she's fantastic. She's got a beautiful voice. She is English is her second language. Um, and I like the idea of things being lost in translation. You know Ooh, what I yeah, mean? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's a very classic oh. would there be singing or would it just be spoken? Of course. Are you are you kidding me? <laughs> so so you would um, get the the near far wherever you are. <laughs> yeah, wherever oh, wherever you are. Yeah, okay. Um, once more. Um also uh, I did, you know, I'm, I'm horribly, I'm horribly biased. It, it, you know, well, this being my penis, but for other reasons, uh, my, uh, my wife is a huge Celine Dion fan. So I oh. thought that might, you know, <laughs> I don't know, score me, score me some points. <laughs> You're like, Hey, guess what? She got a residency. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Tickets nice. still available. Yeah. Yes. 
Would you like to know mine? Yep. I would. Let me think about it. You know, let me hear it. <laughs> yes, I would like to know. Tom Waits. Boy, oh boy. <laughs> well, you don't know. You don't know what you're getting with that. <laughs> I know. I just, I want to see what he does with it. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Is this going to be, oh God. <laughs> it's going to be like. <laughs> Uh-oh. I Someone's wasn't going to comment, but I actually feel like this is a great uh, compliment after hearing the Tom Waits is that I thought about this and my vagina would be voiced by Natasha Leone. That is an amazing oh. vocal combination. We are, in fact, soulmates. So, so much cigarette smoke involved <laughs> in that conversation. Yeah, yeah, that's true. That's true. Yeah, I just don't know. I would like to, you know. That's a versatile singing voice your dick has, so that's awesome. <laughs> I like that we could do a musical. That's exciting to me, that there's potential for oh, a musical. Oh, man, all, th all three of us. Are you yeah. kidding me? We yeah. got a nightclub act. <laughs> also, because she said Natasha Leone, now I'm just imagining her vagina telling me, gotta get up. <laughs> <laughs> her vagina won't die. Um, so yeah. remember... Question everything. Hey, hey uh, are you up? <laughs> it would be, wouldn't I, it be, it would be great.
I thought you were going to say Jake the Snake. It's not that different. <laughs> you know. <laughs> oh, man, Jake the Snake. <laughs> Hobo Radio is a production of Hobotrashcan.com. If you enjoyed the show, please rate or review it on iTunes. Hear more great shows on the Peak Sloth Podcast Network, like this one. In a world where people watch movies. I think I'm going to watch a movie. Sometimes they don't like what they see. I don't like this movie. But sometimes they look for the silver lining. Wait a second. I like this part of this movie. Joel and Andy, do that work for you. The Silver Linings Playback. I like this part of this podcast where they tell me the part of the movie I like. Every Monday on the Peak Sloth Podcast Network or wherever you get your podcasts.